0: Hi. Hey, what's going on? A long time no see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Less than a week. And I can't thank you enough for the uh, the the flood preparedness, the hurricane preparedness. The tips you gave me, even though we didn't really need it.
0: Uh, I knew we weren't going to need it. Um, Florida girl, you know, so it's obvious. Like California, you know, I, I, every time there's a hurricane in Florida, though, there's always like, the world is going to end. And like, you just better be prepared. It's always better to be. More prepared than not, though.
1: True. But be be honest. Are you more scared of earthquakes than being from Florida?
0: Uh, No. You know, I was at first, but I went through a couple and I was like, that's it. That's it. That is (laughs) nothing like the ride at Universal. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's old hat now for you.
0: Yeah, like I I guess that doesn't scare me. I'm more scared of just being on the road and getting hit by like a semi or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, let's dig into the new album and tour in a bunch of stuff. And and I got to start by thanking you for sending me the radio edit. I've never needed a radio edit for a stitched-up heart song before. And, you know, I've talked to you every album, every album. There's a different hair color, blonde and green, now black. But it really feels like on this new album that... There's more than a hair color change going on. It feels like a whole new band. It feels like a heavier band. It feels like a, a switch has been flipped for the band. But you tell me, am I reading too much into the hair and everything? Or or is this oh, kind no. of a, a I, rebirth?
0: Yeah, it is kind of a rebirth. And it's also kind of like going back to our roots, literal hair roots. It's closest <laughs> to my natural color as it's been in a long time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try to visually take a different direction, um, sonically take a different direction, every record. Um, but I do feel like this one, we really found ourselves, uh, in a lot of the elements of what we were trying to do before, but we weren't able to really like get it dialed in. Hmm. So I think this one was definitely uh, like, I had a very clear vision of what I wanted it to be, uh, from the beginning.
1: And a lot of screaming on this one. I mean, we had like a scream before on Monster, like one, but now it's like heavy vocals throughout. Talk to me about making this one. How long has this been your vision? Did the pandemic screw things up? Had you been sitting on this for a while? But take me back to making this one
0: yeah uh you know i I used to scream a lot more before we were signed and we did the deal and did all these radio songs and there's not really a lot of room for screaming on the radio on active rock and um i I steered away from it a little bit and then i caught myself doing it at live shows more instead of what was on the album and i was like really love screaming i really love it like and uh so you know when i'm when i'm listening to music i listen to screamy screamy music and i like to scream along with it so uh i wanted to do that I, I was i was a little nervous on darkness to do it because i had vocal cord surgery and i was scared to hurt my voice and it, it does take a toll uh but this one i just didn't hold back and i, I just i just went for it man
1: <laughs> well when did you start working on this one did the pandemic screw up your timeline or 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 what do you tell me
0: yeah, uh, no, we, we released our last record March, 2020. So it right. was right in the beginning of the pandemic. It's like, if you're in a band, you had to either have released one right before, right after, uh, in the middle. So, uh, we were lucky enough to, I guess, to be releasing it <laughs> right at the beginning, everybody had some music, um, appropriately named darkness and it didn't really mess up too much. It did change the writing process. A lot of zoom writing sessions and, uh, our producer moved to Nashville so we flew out there a lot which was a totally different kind of feel that changed the feel for the songs as well which is why they have like an earthly like a dark creepy forest earthly kind of undertone
1: yeah definitely getting the, the creepy vibe as, as the years passed and albums passed and uh loving the tunes I, I think possesses me is my favorite out of the three so far but immortal really heavy and the first one the one I needed the radio edit on that you were kind enough to send me but uh That's something else too, a little bit of a philosophy, changing the lyric up, not not necessarily playing for radio as much as kind of doing your thing?
0: Yeah, I think it's like just being authentic, and in my daily use of language, I like to cut, and (laughs) I was like, I feel like there's some words that... Would emphasize the feeling in that moment, and um, and there is no other word. Messing with a wolf. <laughs> yeah,
1: Ooh.
0: I was say, <laughs> messing doesn't quite
1: get the point across, like
0: uh, <laughs> right? Like the F4 yeah, does. sometimes it, a good f-bomb is where to go, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> and how did you hook up with Craig Mabbitt? I imagine old friends, but uh, you calling him in for this one?
0: Yeah, actually, it's our our manager set that up, and right. uh, we did a writing session with Kevin Thrasher, which is their guitarist, and he's producing like. Oh, just so much stuff right now. So we got in the studio with him. uh, And we were like, well, let's see if Craig wants to sing on it. And then it would kind of like be a mutual stitched apart, escape the fate kind of thing. And Craig was down to do like the music video and down to take us out on the road. So it's been super awesome. They've been really supportive. It's super cool.
1: Yeah, I love that I was going to lead into the tour. We got you in our market. It, coming to the IE, going to be at a Riverside Municipal Auditorium into September on the 29th with Escape the Fade and Drugs and Point North and Garzy.
0: Yeah, actually, it's my uh, local area now, too, because we bought a house out in Riverside County oh, no um, way. in April 2020. So, yeah, I'm like, whoa, it's like my neighbors. Our VIP is sold out. I'm like, I don't even have friends out here. I don't know what's coming. <laughs> But uh, it's going to be really cool to, like, kind of play in our, I guess, our new city.
1: (laughs) I was going to ask you about that. You you know, traditionally being from L.A., being in the IE, now you're a resident of the IE, which is super cool. But any uh, early shows playing in the IE before you were signed, maybe, or or the beginning days of the band?
0: No, I think, like, Orange County, San Diego, obviously a ton of Los Angeles shows. But we've never played out here that I can think of. Uh, I did a little... Um, like a fundraiser for the kitten rescue that I foster <laughs> with. But that was like, there was like 30 people, right. you know, with a bunch of more cats than people. <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, I haven't played out here yet. So yeah, it'll be our first show. I think all the, the people from my gym are going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it, man. It's a it's a great venue too. Beautiful, great sounding venue, old historic venue. And, and can't wait to see you guys tear it up in there.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I've heard a lot of good things about the venue as well.
1: I was trying to think did you guys ever do any of those like Mayhem Fest or Oz Fest meets Not Fest? That would have been out at like Glen Helen. That's we did high. Not
0: Fest. Yeah. yeah. We did Not Fest right before or after I had my vocal cord surgery. So that was a lot, but it was super fun. I think it was Rob Zombie Manson uh, headlining that one. I, I don't remember what year, 2017.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 That would have been an IE show. Technically, that's that's Sam. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, there you go. My first show was <laughs> that one.
1: <laughs> but that, I mean, that's that's a completely different beast. The outdoor stage all day festival thing versus being in a, in a great little venue.
0: Oh, yeah, it was super nerve wracking because of what was going on with my vocals, too. But uh, somehow we pulled it off. I don't know, but we did it. So this will be our second show, I guess. <laughs>
1: with with the vocal issues in the past, do you pay more attention to that? Uh, do you have to do warm ups and warm downs and that kind of stuff <gasps>
0: now? Good Lord, I do all the time, <laughs> every day, every day I am singing, uh, you know, it's uh I just I care a lot about what I do for a living, and I want to make sure that I can sustain. Obviously, with the screaming and everything, but um, I do. I, I struggle, but I also am too stubborn to <laughs> to let it beat me. You know.
1: Yeah. So this is what it, it is. I love it. I've always loved the singing and now incorporating the screams and everything. I I can't wait to hear the whole album and and then to hear those screams live, everything, too. Looking forward to that. And we touched upon running into each other. Great to see you at the uh, Psychotherapy Sessions Tour and your old friend's butcher babies who kicked off the show. Did you get to catch up with them?
0: Oh yeah, we got to see him for a little bit backstage. I had a uh, I I caught their set and a little bit of the non-point set. I didn't get to stay very long cuz I have foster kittens that needed to be fed milk. So, <laughs> I had to come back over to Riverside County and um I actually had an interview on the way too. I felt so bad. I was all like breaking up out of service, but I couldn't miss my butcher babies, yeah. you know, like those are my girls. We've been around uh the this- the scene since i was at their first show so we go super way back i'd asked to be in their band at a certain point i think too um like i just love them i love their band and uh yeah it's like those are my sisters great, and brothers i guess
1: great new album that they put out recently and cool to hear those songs live although i feel bad for chase the drummer kind of being shoved in the the corner not on the drum riser you know kind of but i guess that's what you have to do with the five band bill
0: I think that's what's going to happen a lot to us. Um, it's just like it makes more sense to put the drums over on the sides so that there's more room for the actual performance, like um, like running around, jumping around and stuff like that. It it, it does help out putting the drums to the side because otherwise we're working with like this this much space in the right. front, you know? <laughs> and then you've got the cymbals like blasting in your microphone and like you can't hear nothing. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that as well.
1: Especially the way Decker plays. I mean, that guy uh hits pretty hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a monster.
1: And and I'm guessing I'll probably see you uh tomorrow night at five point as well. You're gonna go see your old friend Sully and Godsmack there?
0: Uh so no <laughs> <laughs> I have like a crazy stacked schedule tomorrow with interviews and uh it's just we're about to leave on Monday. I think we're getting rehearsals started. It's crazy. Like I've got bags and boxes and we're actually doing all the pre-orders for the record. Like we're, we're packing them up ourselves. We're hands. I'm handwriting like all the addresses. I don't oh, know wow. how this is going to go, but we'll see <laughs> if it makes it to everyone. I just wanted it to be super authentic and do it as much ourselves as possible to kind of bring us back to our roots, to bring us back to like before you know is this the way you get to hell where the first thing i do is scream off the top and it's just super like rough and uh just kind of remember where we came from i
1: love it love it and uh last couple of things i want to hit you with you touched upon it the the kitten rescue i'm a i'm a cat metal guy i have a cat myself but you're still doing that then you're still doing the rescues and everything
0: Yep, I have three kittens in the bathroom downstairs who go to the rescue on Monday. They are finally eating food. So they were just about to wean at the butcher show. Um, and then they'll be off into adoption land. Yes, A-R-E-Rescue.org. Um, and uh, this is number 95, 96, and 97 wow. that I have fostered. Yeah, that's a lot.
1: Do you know uh, uh, Mills uh, Zamprey, Lane Zamprey, Zane Lamprey's wife? She does a lot of uh, kitten rescue and stuff in in L.A.
0: Oh, cool. No, I don't. There's so many really cool people. There's like Blasco and you've got like, um, uh, I don't know, the kitten lady. I think it's really cool. I think her dad is like in a cool band. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people connected, but it's not it's not about the people. It's more about like, how can I get this like these kittens that I have in the bathroom would not be alive. They would not be alive. Uh, One of them was their whole You know, the whole litter was eaten by the mom. Um, Usually that indicates there's something wrong with them, but he's doing great. Pretty sure he's got Maine Coon in him because he's got big, fluffy ears. Um, And then the other two were from a different litter where the mom stopped feeding them. So they would have died and, you know, out there. So I I look at them and I'm like, wow, like I really actually saved you. I actually made a difference in something in something's life. Um, And that is really what it's all about.
1: I You know, is there such a thing as a cat psychologist? I think I need one for mine. My cat's been <laughs> obsessed with licking the couch lately, and I don't know what that's about.
0: Did you spill something?
1: No, and it'll just be random parts. I think it's for attention is what I think it's for.
0: Uh, well, you can, if you don't want them to lick the, that's weird, but if you don't want them to, usually they scratch the couch. Yeah. Um, maybe put some icky, icky spray on it where they don't want to lick it. They taste it. They're like, hmm. If you don't want them, look the couch, but it doesn't sound like a harmful thing.
1: <laughs> no, just annoying. <laughs> it's just it's so annoying. weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cats do funny things. They all have their own little personalities. It's funny.
1: They do. They definitely do. Well, Mixi, I appreciate it all the time. Last thing I want to hit you with. We're an old school radio station. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m. that you're going to be a part of. And I mm-hmm. saw a really cool video poking around YouTube of you learning nothing else matters on the beach. You're a guitar player, too.
0: Uh, yes, I do. I uh, I've been playing guitar since I was 15 years old, and um, I hadn't played in our band until we did the Steel Panther tour, like in 2019. Um, because I was too scared. Because our band is a lot heavier than what I can write on a guitar, and I realized that some of the songs are it's manageable to sing, play, and uh, you know, not have to bring a second guitar out to, for a different tuning or anything like that. So it just know tune it just one string and you're fine but uh i'm only doing one song on this tour it's so easy (laughs) and
1: and as far as metallica fandom is that the first metallica riff you learned are you metallica fan
0: yeah i mean who isn't but like (laughs) yeah uh metallica was one of the bands in the beginning that kind of got me into the the heavy music world where you know i had a neighbor a friend across the street and her dad like embalmed bodies and he had all these cool CDs like Metallica, Pantera, Nine Inch Nails and Perfect Circle and like Korn. Manson, Corn, all of that good stuff. And uh, you know, the hits, uh, and so I would just steal his CDs and then rip them and <laughs> illegally burn them onto a cassette tape if that dates me. But yeah. uh and yeah, and then give them back and try to put it exactly where I found it, in alphabetical <laughs> order. <laughs>
1: So were you guitar first or singing first?
0: Uh, I think I sang a lot to like, you know, anything that was on TV. Um, But I picked up the guitar at 15. I just I had a boyfriend that was in a band and I really liked playing all the instruments when they were on break. And so I started, you know, taking lessons and um, started writing songs all on my own, like by myself. And I wouldn't play them in front of anyone because I was really nervous just to play in front of people so i started to i knew like i had to play these songs in front of people so i started forcing myself to open mic nights like three times a week oh, and wow. you know just forced myself and i remember shaking i was like oh my god i can't do this and like just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and the more i did it i still get like I still get butterflies in my stomach before a set, every set, every time, right before we come on the stage. And then as soon as like you get up there and you look at everybody and you're like, let's do this, you know, it's like it snaps right on. But yep. uh, yeah.
1: Do you have a favorite uh, song we could play for Metallica for your favorite Metallica song we could play for mandatory Metallica? Do you have a favorite?
0: Let's do Enter Sandman.
1: Awesome. That's an easy one. Have you gotten to share the stage That's with cool. them at a festival or anything or seen them live?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, we didn't get to share the stage, but I did um, watch them at uh, Rock on the Range, Sonic Temple back when it was Rock on the Range, and it was really cool. Like, uh, we watched a uh, we we watched a lot of like interviews and stuff, and I I relate a lot to what their band goes through with like, you know, group therapy and trying to communicate with each other and like, you know, we were we listened, I love Kirk Kamet. he's so funny. He's the sweetest guy. Like, he just seems like he's just so nice. Like, how can you be so nice? Um, and I'm probably the James Headfield. like I'm definitely the, the one that like bosses everyone around except Lars tries to, you know, Decker's the Lars and he's (laughs) trying to like trying to take control, but I'm, I'm, I'm James. So, you know, (laughs) major major
1: props for them. You know, every, every band always makes everything sanitized when they put something out major props to them for putting out that documentary that did not paint them in a flattering light. That's some kind of monster film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, we watched that. It's a, you know, it's real though. I love that. I think authenticity Mm -hmm. right now shows through more than anything. And I've been trying to be as authentic as possible, whether or not it's something I should say or not, whether or not it's something that maybe I've been shy about talking about like my, my vocal cords and things like that. Um, I just feel like if the more authentic and real you are, people are just um, so conditioned to you know, filters and, mm-hmm. you know, being like putting on a mask and i, I just don't want to be that like that. I just want to be real. And I think that'll shine through. And I definitely saw that in that documentary for sure.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time. Great seeing <laughs> you and uh, I'll see you out there at uh, RMA on the 29th of September.
0: Yes, I'm excited. We leave in like a week and I uh, got all the butterflies. I I always feel like the first day of school is like, it's like the first day of school for a tour that you don't know barely anybody. (laughs)
1: Isn't isn't the first day always the worst because your technical issues and little mishaps tend to happen the first show, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it's going to be a train wreck, you know, like first time playing like together, like the first time getting the front of house guy, which we're meeting in Salt Lake City. So he has never mixed us before, but he's really good. So it might take a few shows to dial in, but we're just Salt Lake City's got to get it raw. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: you'll be nice and dialed in by the time you get back to home in RMA
0: yes uh-huh i will be a we will be a well-oiled machine by then
1: awesome can't wait to see you there Mixie. thank you for the time and best of luck out on the road and with the new album
0: thank you so much and i hope to see if you need anything let me know
1: yeah i'll be in touch thank you all right cool thanks mike bye-bye bye Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms, Tune in Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m